0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za.
1: As we transition now to, to welcome Tatenda to Kunguo from Harare in uh, Zimbabwe, uh, he has just seen the Lord provide miraculously, you know, through all of the difficulties and the hardships that they've been going through as a nation. You know, just to watch the Lord, you know, meet people's needs just in dramatic ways is just so, so encouraging, yeah. And uh, so Tatenda leads up a network of churches throughout uh, Zimbabwe, also with uh, many Zimbabweans blessing us and helping to make our nation great here in South Africa, so a number of churches also associated with them also in in this country, and uh, to Tenders had a heart for the downtrodden, you know, is involved with orphanages, feeding schemes, you know, all these different kind of outreaches with the gospel. So it's not just coming with word, but it's also with deed. And uh, so just a, a man of, of just wonderful, you know, passion for the Lord, a heart for evangelism, raising up the downtrodden. It really is a wonderful privilege for us to be able to welcome to tender attending, my brother, would you come?
0: Bless you. Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I also want to bring greetings from my family. Um, I'm married to one wife. (laughs) And... uh, I have four kids, three boys and one girl. My daughter just left this morning to go to Wange. She's, in the, she's studying mining, and uh, she's just going for attachment. And I'm so nervous for her to be on her own for the first time. She's my darling. Um, you know, Zimbabwe, as you have read, watched on televisions, Um, You know, seeing what is happening has not been an easy place to be. And I think just like here in South Africa where we see lots of the white community people feeling they're being called to path to Australia. (laughs) We also have experienced some of those things where a number of our people feel they're being called to England, you know, to South Africa, to Mozambique, because things have been a little bit hard. But we we thank God for the church that even in lockdown times when the COVID came, the church was not very much prepared for what we went through. The first in you know, lockdown took us totally by surprise. We had nothing that we had prepared and anticipated to be happening. And the city churches during that time, because we couldn't meet, they were really in disarray. But our village, our rural churches, they were not much affected. When the second wave came, by that time we were Shaking ourselves from the dust and beginning to say, how can we minister to our people? For us, as we still were not allowed to be meeting in groups, we started encouraging our people to have house churches or family churches where family comes together plus one. You know, they have to get one more in. And that's how we began to sustain our faith and to sustain the people. But uh, because, as you know, we are almost about over 90% unemployment in the country. And uh, people have always been living on buying and selling, which has been quite difficult. So no one had put food aside, no one had resources. But God, in his own special way, you no know, provided for us, and we said, the only thing is to go with one of the essential services, which was to provide food to people, and that gave us a very open door to to have church to minister, so as we go out to deliver our food parcels, you know the people in the same area, in the same neighborhood, would be allowed to come and collect their food parcel in one place, so would minister, would you have church. And also, when we were allowed to meet in smaller groups, then we begin to have weddings taking place, and our weddings become church. because we were really faced with a challenge. What we were hearing, you know, from, from the leadership in the country was that we had to, get, to, to take some herbs, some bushy herbs to, to, to protect or to heal the COVID. And also, we were being encouraged to take Snuff that is used for ancestral worship as a preservative. And our people were in this situation where they really didn't know what to take. And uh, you know, their faith was also beginning to shake because there was so much intimidation. There was so much you know, false information going out. But God is so good we started online services through technology, and all those, some of our leaders who had the opportunity to tap into the live stream here become a very big tool. I would like you to know that these services that they are doing on you know, live stream, you know, they are not only ministering to, here in South Africa, but also in Zimbabwe. And most of our leaders were really encouraged and their faith was, you know, bolstered. They know how to navigate their ways. The nation, you know, since the previous regime has never managed to recover. We are actually in a worse situation. There's more repressive measures set up, you know, one asks as a nation. Having a vice president who doesn't even know a natural African herb to cure a headache or a stomach ache becoming the minister of health tells you of something. Many of our government arms are non-functional. Just as you have been here, that schools have been closed. For us, they have been forever closed. We have our armed forces paid more than the teacher. A soldier who just got employed because of running is paid more than a teacher who has got a degree. Hence, the teachers are demoralized and uh, they're not teaching. And it has been upon my heart for years that I realized the nation was going into a difficult position. And three things God laid upon my heart. The church to be involved in education. So we set up schools for orphans and for the vulnerable. And we are working on our mobile clinic that we have been running and it stopped, but now it's coming back to life where we reach out and do more, you know, medical outreaches. And caring for orphans and the vulnerable. Some of our homes, our orphan homes had been closed. We have just renovated them. We are bringing back, you know, some of our 91 children that had gone into the community. We had been living under very hard and difficult circumstances. Because of the children not going to school. Just this year when we reopened the the girls that were in form three last year 2020, only 10 or 15 percent of those girls have come back to school. The rest have been pregnant. And here we are called up as, as a church and as the people of God to come and make a difference. So I want to thank God for this opportunity to minister the word of God. It's such a blessing for me to be part of this great team. And I want to thank John and the whole leadership to allow me to stand here before you this morning. Now, to those who have got their Bibles, can we turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3? would like to read from verse 10 to verse 13. I'll read. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise Master builder, I have, heard, I have laid the foundation, and another builded thereon. But let, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that. Is built, is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now I am. Now, if any man build upon this foundation—gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble—every man's work shall be made manifest for that day. Sorry. Shall, all, shall therefore. Sorry, 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 guys. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare, because it shall be revealed by fire, and fire shall shall try every man's work of which sort it is. This morning, I just want to share a little bit about building for eternity. I feel in my heart an urge to encourage us as the people of God. But I also feel an urge to bring a challenge to the people of God. See, once in a while, we need to know that we shall hit difficulties. We will encounter challenges. It is important to realize that once in our lifetime, we will face some opposition, we'll face some challenges. And it is important that we need to understand that we can pray that we will always have an easy life here on earth. But it will be better for us to pray that God will give us the grace to go through. When the pandemic hit the world, I think it also helped us to reveal what kind of material that we have been building with and where we are building upon. So as children of God, we should be able to press on in the face of challenges in the face of difficulties children of god we need to press on we can't you know fall back we can't draw back we can't you know recoil and go into our own corner some with the church despite that the numbers of our gatherings are always fluctuating. They're always being decreased. And uh, shopping malls, they're always full. But we still need to understand that as a church, we will still push on. We will not be defeated. We are marching on. We are growing stronger and stronger. Now the apostle Paul is encouraging, you know, the Corinthians believers. He says, as a master builder, a foundation has been laid, which is Jesus Christ, and every man will build on that foundation. No other foundation will be laid. Every man should take heed, should consider how he builds on that foundation yeah, exactly. it is imperative it is important for us to understand because when Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples in John chapter 15 he said be a fruit and not only should you be a fruit but be a fruit that remaineth Jesus continued to teach us that he's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He was bringing an understanding in us that what we build is not for a moment. We are building that, something that will go on forever. He made us to understand that his church, that he is building, Gates of hell will not prevail against it. He made us to understand that, you know, God was saying to us, the church will not have, you know, small sometimes small victories here and there. He was telling us that the church is a victor. The church will overcome. The church will go on. The church will march forward. And we are not retreating. Have lockdown, the church who grows bigger will multiply, you know, in our numbers. We we are not we are not going to be shrinking. So Paul says to to the brothers, be careful on how you build. He was concerned, and it's still our concern today, how we build our Christian life, how we build our faith, how we build our walk with God. For Paul says, be careful how you build, because on that day, you know, this may have been, Paul might have been implying that it may be the day of judgment. But I also, he was talking of that day, which I believe is the day of trial, the day that you face challenges and problems, the day of trouble. So he says, on that day, I mean, just like John said this morning, even if it was not COVID, something would be, would be coming. Because we always be, the church will always be facing things that comes against it in opposition. Each one has got his own, his own day and their own day. The day when your faith will be challenged. The day when your faith will be opposed. The day when you go through troubles and problems. That day of testing. And he says, will it stand? Brothers and sisters, let's build something that will outlive our troubles. That will outlive our problems. Let's build something that is generational. Which is not going to end with you. Desire, have a passion that this Jesus you have known, this life you have lived, have a passion to see those who are going to come after you living the same life, the life of victory. When that day comes, will you survive? He said, Others they build with gold, with silver, with precious stones. He was implying that these materials that you build with, they are not materials for moments. For he says they'll be tested by fire. You know, fire is a a funny thing. Fire can destroy, fire can strengthen. He says when they pass through the fire, when they go through this fire, they get purified, they get better, they have a better value. When we go through these challenges, when we are building with the right material, we will come out on the other end better than we ended into. See, COVID even if it stays, we are sure we are going to go through. We are not going to perish here. We are going to march forward. We are going to advance. So it says be careful of what you build with. If you build with wood, if you build with grass, then when it goes through the fire, it will just perish, it will just destroy. So, brothers and sisters, I just want to give you just a few nuggets of building blocks. How we build our faith, how we build our Christian walk, how we are building with Christ. Because the Bible tells us, Jesus says, he is the master builder. Yeah. And we are co-laborers. We are partners with, with Christ as his building. And he builds that which, which lives forever. My first building block is how are you living your life? We hear Paul says to the Corinthians, you are living epistles that are written to all, which are read by all. When we are living in this period of life that we are living where we have very little interaction, physical interactions our preaching should be less words and more of who we are how we are living out there are we living our life that will impact those who do not know the Christ that we know are we living it according to what God has has prescribed in the Holy Scriptures? That when we, when people look at us, they can read, and they can see the difference, and they can be appetized to know why are we who we are? I know people are always, you know, busy. In life, if there is anything that is that I don't have on earth, it's time. See, I wish my day was twenty-seven hours or twenty-eight hours, because I always don't have you know. My life is busy. I I wake up with so things, so many things upon you know on my on my plate. And it's very easy to be caught up in those busy things. And then we forget that we are living epistles. We are scriptures that are being read that, that people should look and watch. In our life, is there space for Jesus to express himself through us? Brothers and sisters, let's not forget in our busy schedule that there are people out there which need the Christ that we have. They only have that Christ through, they only have that Christ through the Christ that lives in us. We must have a desire, a passion to touch other people's lives. Christianity. Is God and His people. That is Christianity. God and His people. We need to understand that God is more concerned about people. Jesus died on the cross for people, He did not die for things. We can be caught up in wanting things and missing the point, not having time for people, not having time for the lost. Brothers and sisters, let's love God and let's love His people. Let's be conscious that we are not only for ourselves but we are our brothers keepers another building block that i think is important that will keep us pushing on in moments like this it is to relook at our vision What is it that is important? What is it that I look forward to? What is it that my heart yearns for? What is it the burden that I? It's it's time to relook at our vision. We have had months of not meeting as a church. And during those moments, how did you feel? Is it that the church became your vision? God, Jesus, is building his church. But the church is not the vision, the vision is the kingdom. God wants to use the church to advance his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, let us not lose the focus. Let's understand. Let's take it, guys. You know, when John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, came on the scene, he stood up in Matthew chapter 3 and says, you know, repent. And be be baptized for the kingdom of God is at hand. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus came, he says, you know, repent and be baptized for the kingdom of God has come among you. God is building his church. And the church is the vehicle to advance the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, as we come together, we need to encourage one another. We need to challenge one another to focus on the king and his kingdom. The church should fit into the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of God fitting into the church. Let's not limit God to the church. Let's go beyond. The Bible says in Matthew 28 Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. We are still going on. We are still going therefore. We are not coming back. Despite the restrictions, we can reach out to the lost. We can't fold our hands. The church was not limited to crusades. They were not limited to open airs. We can still bring the lost into the harvest. It's time every believer begin to understand. You know, when I, was, when I got born again in the 80s, the bigger saying was to say, you are saved to save. We didn't just become Christians just to come into the church and just sit down and, you know, beautify the church and add the numbers in the church. But in us, our vision to say, God, you have provided this vehicle that is called the church that we may go out and bring those that are lost. And every believer, every Christian should have a passion to see the sinners coming into the kingdom. How marvelous it is when you yourself came to know this glorious Savior, the burdens that were lifted from you. How much more passion would you want to see others receiving the liberty and the freedom? Being delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Yeah. Yeah. My third building block. We should make disciples. This is a good time. And I love it when, they, when our, our numbers are being shrinked and shrinked. I think it's giving an opportunity to every believer to realize that you are, you have a responsibility to reach out to another brother and to disciple other people. You have been in church, you have heard the gospel, you can take it to someone, you can disciple others. Brothers, let's not only make converts, but let's... Turn our converts to disciples, those who learn from us. When we started the house churches, the family churches, people who had never shared a testimony had an opportunity to share about what God was doing to them. And they realized, God has put a treasure in me that I can person to my neighbor. Let's make disciples. Back home, When the first wave came, a number of our brothers and sisters fell by the wayside. Because they had not been discipled enough. They were converts, but they were not discipled enough. When they were told about all this junk information coming, they didn't know what to select, what to take. But if every believer discipled another brother, the Bible says in Colossians, now that you have received the Lord Jesus Christ. It is wonderful to receive Christ. It is wonderful to be born again. It is wonderful to be saved. Yeah. But it should not end there. It's just the beginning. There is more to come. He says, be ye rooted in, so he says, walk in Christ. Be ye rooted in Christ. The reason why he a number of our churches back home were shaken. It was because men of our, our brothers and sisters were not rooted in Christ. They were not walking in Christ. No one did a, a, had enough time to disciple them. When we do that, when we disciple people, they'll come to maturity. Maturity is the ability to take care of yourself. And brothers and sisters, let's, let's, let's disciple you know, those who come to know the Lord so that they can stand when that day comes. When they go through trial, when they go you know, through challenges, when they go through troubles, they can stand because they are built according to what the scriptures say. My fourth point. Uh, Let us be mission minded more than meetings minded. We come together to put fire, passion into each other for missions. And I, I came to the Lord in the 80s and in my country you know the spirit was very new in the African churches and then we we felt after being filled by the Holy Spirit you know when you pray you must shout and the roofs must come down Because God's ears have been closed for years, so they need to be popped open. (laughs) Foot stamping, speaking in tongues, and it almost became the culture of our prayer meetings. And when people come for prayer, and they say, "Let's pray for for our lives, let's pray for our families, let's pray for our businesses." You will hear the roaring. The grounds shake with the foot standing. When we say, let's pray for the church, let's pray for the lost. Whew. Zero, no noise. Our passion for planting churches, our passion for the lost. Our passion for nations. They just die down. We have the whole world that needs our Jesus. That needs our God. Brothers and sisters, we carry something that is special. The word that we have, the world is hungry for it. And we are here to take it to them. Let's have a burden for the lost. When we reach out and bring in souls into the kingdom, the Bible says there's celebration in heaven. Wouldn't you want to be the vehicle that is used to bring that celebration up here? It's souls that will take with to heaven. It's not the things that will take to heaven. I'd like to land on this portion. Our building block. The last one that I can give is worship. When we come to church, the only thing that we can do for God is to worship Him. The whole service, the whole exercise of being in church, it is God reaching out to us. Worship is an integral part of our Christian life. That's why the Bible says, do not neglect the assembling together. Our coming together, our being together, the corporate anointing that comes up in worship releases the move of god god moves in our midst god expresses himself in our worship the bible says he habits the praises of his people brothers and sisters when we come and worship god in worship there'll be repentance Isaiah, when he worshiped God, he says, whoa, I'm a man of unclean lips. When you come close to God in intimacy, you begin to realize there are things you need to fix and put right. Our Christian life cannot only be a Christian life of reading the Bible. For us to survive in moments of challenges, of difficulties. We need to develop our worship. We need to have passion for worship. When, when Paul and Silas were arrested and when they were in prison, that day had come for them when their faith was being tested. They didn't read the scriptures. They worshiped. And as they worship, just like we had this morning, as the, as, as the Israelites were worshipped when they were going around Jericho, the walls came down. What can sustain us into eternity is worship. The Bible says there is 24-hour worship in heaven. They fall to the ground. Holy, holy, holy. Our hearts should yearn to worship God. Our hearts should yearn to come together as a holy assembly of God and worship Him. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. We need to worship the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Brothers and sisters, the Bible has challenged us. Let's consider how we are building on the foundation which is Jesus Christ. As we worship God, the Spirit of God is manifest in our midst. And God will touch His people without any man's effort but he will do it by himself. When we worship God and give room to the Spirit of God, our faith will not only rest on on the words, but it will will rest on the demonstration of power. For Paul said, when I came to in chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, I did not come with enticing words, but I came in the demonstration of power. As we worship God and the spirit of God comes upon us, God begins to heal his people. He begins to lift up the burdens on his people. He begins to speak to our inward man, which no man can resist. Even Saul, the murderer, he would recognize it without anyone interpreting to him who it was from. He recognized him. When we come together, Even before we make altar calls, people will come to know Christ. They'll come to ask him to come into their lives and to forgive their sins. Let us value worship. It's not just one of the things that we do before we hear the word. It is our intimacy with our Savior with our maker shall we stand on our feet let me pray father we just want to thank you this morning we thank you for who you are we thank you that you are our father you are our lord and our Savior we thank you for this wonderful time of celebration that we have had this morning as we worshipped you Lord we thank you for the foundation which is Jesus Christ that was who has been laid already before and we pray that Lord we want to build our life want to build our families upon that rock upon that foundation and Lord we understand from those that do building that the deeper the foundation the higher the building we will live for eternity Lord we want to have a deeper foundation a deeper relationship with you and help us this morning to align ourselves according to your scripture, not according to men's understanding. Help us, oh God, to press on, to soldier on, even in the midst of trials in the midst of tests, in the midst of trouble. We ask you of your grace to help us to go through. We thank you for your church that you're building. And we know, we are convinced beyond doubt that we overcome every situation, every circumstance that we encounter. Thank you that the church is going through revival. Even in these moments, revival is taking place. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.